0: That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic, ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget.
1: the sweet sounds of Kevin and Wilson, it's Hub Day with Swanee and friends and and our pre-show meeting consisted of Dane saying the quicker we start, the quicker we finish. Hello, Samantha Richards. Hello, Dane Swan.
2: Hello, Ralph. Dane. It actually started, you, you missed it, Ralph. I was sitting on the call waiting for you guys to join and then not even noticing, I just had this huge fucking burp and I looked up into the, <laughs> the screen and Dane had popped up and he goes, hello. I didn't
3: know, I, <laughs> not that I probably would have stopped, me, I didn't know I was live, uh-huh. I was, well, I've just eaten dinner and I was full of a fat woman's sock. And um, <laughs> I had—I was going to say—I fell in over the weekend. I was just telling Sam before, and well, am only just coming good now. Yeah, and um, I felt like some, I felt like some carbonation. So I had like—I don't drink a lot of soft drink. In fact, I hardly drink it at all. And I went up the street and bought some lift before for dinner, and it all must have all just. Popped up just as I jumped on this call. So,
2: um,
3: (laughs) yeah, that's that's where that
1: comes from.
2: (laughs) Lift or solo, Dave? I
1: didn't flag you. Sorry, Tim. You did flag you. You were thinking about sort of just just taking a step off the wagon.
3: Uh, yeah, no, I crushed the fucking thing in the side of a house. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: but did you fucking love every minute of
3: it? Pardon?
2: Did you fucking love every minute of it?
3: Well, I. During it, I, did, I certainly haven't loved the last two days. Um, it's amazing how much it clouds your brain, and that um, I've, I've only just come good. It was a, it was, a it was a solid session. Um, geez, I haven't had one of them in a very long time. I wouldn't have had like two days allowed in since I was at the Super Bowl in February.
1: So, in
3: yeah, and, and pretty much, yeah, um, and two time, yeah, and. Um, <laughs> Oh, man, I haven't drank like that for – geez, it knocked the wind out of me. Um, I haven't moved for two days. But, um, but yeah, so I'm officially off the wagon, but I'm going to try and get back on it for a couple of weeks.
1: Did Tyler join in or was it a bit of a solo session. what were we talking about?
3: Oh, man, yeah, it was a free-for-all. but <laughs> um, well, that's probably one stage where she wasn't wrapped, but – um, no, I listen, I think it's all good in moderation. I probably just moderation went a little bit overboard, but um but it was good. Um it was what I needed. Um so well, I don't know if I actually needed it, but I've needed the last two days. I haven't been able to think, write, talk, anything. I haven't had, I haven't had naps like that for a while there, so it was good to nap in the album but <laughs> But um yeah, maybe we got through it. And now um, here we are. Now it's nearly Wednesday. Well, it's Wednesday somewhere in the world. So
1: um, that's the main thing, and we'll move on. The struggle's real. oh mean, so so hey. we're in that situation, and and this is a generational difference between you and me, Dane. I remember, you know, sometimes putting on lots of records and going through records. The next day, there's records everywhere or these everywhere. So modern era, you don't have to do that. You just just <laughs> got to be able to. Be composite enough to press play on a on, on your iPod
3: on a phone, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, time to change, mate. There's no line dancing or boot scooting or whatever you do back in the day. Um,
2: square dancing,
3: yeah, square dancing. So, um, just consists of sitting sitting on a seat doing nothing for forty hours. <laughs> Does Barney give you some looks? Telling the same stories he yeah, yeah, hates it. He doesn't like he doesn't like that kind of carry on. <laughs> He's a grumpy old man, mate. He likes his own own time, likes, likes sleep just
1: as much as anyone. Well, I think it brings us to the obvious starting point, and that is, do you need to have a word with your president being out at nightclubs? Um, <laughs> uh, if 2020 could get any more weirder. Scott Morrison. If 2020 could get any more weirder, you're you're a vegetarian, pretty fit, and up in Queensland, Eddie McGuire is getting photographed at nightclubs.
3: Yeah, so you know, I should probably should have said this at the start of the sh- at the start of the show. But the weekend's been non-existent for me, so unless you're um, talking about anything that happened prior to the weekend, you're gonna have to run it by me because I I watched a little bit of the footy last night. I was in and out of sleep, but um, you're gonna have to run exactly what it did on the weekend by me, so I, boy, I can give you my opinion or take on it.
2: He had an interesting well, excuse, didn't he, Ralph? I don't, I don't, at a night,
3: but isn't he – well, he was at a nightclub, or isn't he allowed?
2: He's at a nightclub with his son, And but his reason, his reasoning was – you will probably got it word for word there, Ralph, but basically he was saying – he was basically doing a bit of product knowledge, a bit of research into how we can open mm. up again back down here in Melbourne and how would it all run if we open the nightclubs up back down here. Mm. What he has to do well, with nightclubs first, down here, I don't know. First, well,
3: do you reckon? If I went to Ed when I was playing, I'd go Ed. I'm doing some research. I'm thinking about opening up my own nightclub, so I just want to see what they're what they're like on a Sunday morning. Just want to get the gist of it. Do you think think he you would have bought that story from me?
1: <laughs> just a bit like that. Like go that. Go. I'm like, what type of reaction you would have got just out of interest? Um, well, not a very favourable one. I wouldn't have thought.
3: Something like stop. Probably something in words a little bit nastier than these, but. Dane, can you stop telling um, porky pies, please." <laughs>
1: something,
3: something, um, Simple. a little bit, something, yeah, something, you know, the synonymous with those words. But um, so his excuse was that he was out looking to see how our can operate down here with yep. when under the new
1: COVID rules. Mm, yep. I've just done a bit of Google. So, I'm from just, the Guardian, Eddie McGuire's Eddie McGuire's not out. The- Gold Coast Club over the weekend has raised some eyebrows, but the Collingwood president claimed he's Sunday adding it, the Pink Flamingo was official business. A McGuire's appearance the he started the Burlesque and Cabaret venue prompted criticism, including from Hawthorne counterpart Jeff Ketter, but on Monday he sought to play down the nightclub by explaining it was a renaissance <laughs> reconnaissance mission to find out how similar venues in Victoria can reopen in a COVID-safe way. Now, how often, Swanee, were you doing official business and you got, you got sort of unfairly tainted from that? Well,
3: I did I do have my own nightclub, so looking back, it's fair to say that I was doing a lot of reconnaissance work, um, just scoping out what the best things were for for nightclubs in my in all hours of the morning when I was playing. So, um, you know, I'm not I'm not mad at him. Um, it's a it's a nice take. Um, I don't know how many people would buy it, but it's a nice thin zone. Um, isn't he? Isn't he a Allowed? it wasn't a show in Was a kebab at three in the morning, was he? But
1: uh, if no.
3: he's not, if he's not actually in the player hub, well, he should be able to do what he wants, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, I've got the quotes here from Triple M, which I actually was listening to at the time. And Ed is just—I mean, we both love him twenty. But when he's defending himself, he's just—he rises to the occasion. Doesn't oh mate, it, he's grown. Oh yeah, week <laughs> level. And it's a great just, forward defence. <laughs> As you're well aware, I do a few different things in my life, including being on the board of visit Victoria and speak extensively to the people in the restaurant and hospitality industry about how we get Victoria going again. That's part of what I was looking at the other night and how it all works. What I did, I booked a dinner on Saturday night, the last night that I've got, because the next four weeks, I'm flat out doing hot seats and hosting all sorts of different things. I went through the procedure on how you go about doing things if you're outside the hub. Yeah, you, know, you could have just
3: summarised that by saying, well, was we last night off for a while, so I went and had a beer with my son so I fuck off and leave me alone. Like that wouldn't that just be normal. Same um, words, wouldn't it? Yeah, if yeah, if he's not breaking any rule and then and, and then I guess my other question for that would be what, why is this a story?
2: It's a great question, Dane. <laughs> it is a great question.
3: Super like how did it is obviously I can't imagine Ed putting it up on Instagram at three in the morning. So who who broke the story? It was Tom Brown hiding in the dunnies or something
1: <laughs> no well there was a photo taken with uh he, he, a, 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 very, a, a bit of a someone obviously asked for a photo a couple of blokes asked for a photo so he, he he acknowledged and was that yeah photo. yeah well it's nothing
3: wrong with it. so like you you know well the golden rule is if you if you're out doing the wrong thing you can't be taking photos so um i'm sure ed knows that better than anyone um <laughs> so i if you have done the wrong thing i can't believe it's a story but i understand it's eddie and People love to take shots in, um you know, ridiculous. But Ed probably made it more of a story by his his um his defence <laughs> instead of just saying that I was out, live with my son, at a fucking bar. Okay, honestly, let
2: him. Who oh. gives a
1: shit? All right. Not a Ed, Ed, media advice, uh, advice gig for you, Swatty? If ever you, you <laughs> knock back that uh, the crematorium gig that you've been offered. Mate, well, I'm still waiting. My
3: phone, my phone hasn't rang yet, but uh, I'm still waiting for a media department of a football club to give me a call just on how to handle crisis, mm. a crisis control, a crisis control job.
2: You'd think that with, with all the um, player hub breaches at this time, you'd think that your phone would be ringing off the hook, Dane. Like they, they, need somebody in this role.
3: They do. They do. All they need a they need a crisis control or a crisis averted one, so I can either prep them on how to get away with things or (laughs) prep them when she's just a fan. No, I'm not sure when they prefer because people are always going to break the rules, like I've said, pretty much every time on this show the last six weeks because every week we have someone else who does the wrong thing. So make no mistake, there will be another one. Oh, actually, footy's over, isn't it? So um, there might not be. But someone will probably fuck up up there just out and about, you know, a couple of boys will be on the piss and someone will do something wrong. Someone will piss on a bar or something like that or on a... (laughs) We
1: should, all right. we should do a little, a little like a guessing game as to what the next one's going to be. Well, well, like, yeah, like um, bingo. Whatever yeah. is
3: that what it is, yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, it's madness. But um, yeah, no, my phone hasn't rang off the hook, to be honest. Um, I'm Sam's just
1: looking at you via Skype, going. This, he just blew his nose in the middle of a podcast. Yeah,
2: he coughs, <laughs> he splutters, he blows his nose.
1: Oh, what else, oh, what else am I meant to do? <laughs>
3: Well, if we're, if we're any good at this, we'd edit it out. Yeah. Well, no, we won't do that.
2: The clue was in the first part of that sentence, there, Dane.
3: Yes, exactly. Yeah, but uh, good on it, man. And trust me, if I was up there doing um, special comments, which I'm still flabbergasted that I'm not, um, I'd be out uh, taking full advantage, just so you should. And all of those who are complaining are probably pe- people in Melbourne who are extremely jealous that they can't. Yeah. Well,
1: the yes. next thing next thing that comes up is that. So the sides are out of the finals. Yeah, the players are staying up there mostly. So they should. Mostly. Mm. And now now the the uh, question is, should they be allowed to stay up there? The Queensland Government are okay with them. And I'm thinking, I wonder why the Queensland Government are okay with blokes on 500000 a year being able to spend money. I wonder think I've got a fair that. idea.
2: Why exactly. shouldn't they be allowed to? Any other person that has gone up there and quarantined for any other reason, personal, work, whatever, they're not shipped back. They're not extradited. They're not fucking criminals. What's the reasoning between people getting pissed off at this now? What's the what's, well, was, why? Why are we angry? Well, well,
3: my guess, my guess once again would be tall poppy syndrome, or people are just jealous. Well, who, or well, who is angry Ralph? Or have you just decided to bring this up to <laughs> to us just to make us sound like whinging assholes again?
1: No, but if, uh, I, you know, I stay in my lane, don't I? Don't I don't, uh, I don't uh, have a criminal. Service. Do you? Wish yeah, would, nah, do you really stay in there. your lane? Because no, I no, did no. see
2: a tweet the other day that did not look like you stand in your lane. Looked like mm. you
3: well, merging you. without yeah.
2: indicating straight into the influencer lane. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Well, of well, that, no, I heard a good discussion on Jared Whateley's show, and Jared was saying that. Um, that he's had he's had some very good gigs over the years, which he would have been in the job that he's got as as I did for a while. Um, but I'll part of that. the condition was you have to come straight back at the end of it. There's no holiday straight afterwards. But that's But,
3: who, but, but, who, but who, is that is that Jared's opinion or is that the AFL's Gerard's opinion? Jared. Opinion. Well, well, we all know Jared's a dork. Well, there's he's nothing to so it. Sure
0: like, yeah. Yes, I mean, but you would
3: have a big night out with Jared. Well, well, listen, he's brilliant in his job, and he's but he's just a he's just a big. Big fat dog, not he, really? Um, well, he's know, not he's not fat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we're but, now. Um, <laughs> don't think you
2: can call him fat. Look,
3: they're up there. Yeah, sorry about that. They're up there. <laughs> um, they're obviously past COVID. They they're on holidays. Like, what's yeah. the point? It's ridiculous for them to say that they have to come home. Um, if they want to pay the money, not again free accommodation or the AFL are going to keep paying for them. If they want to pay money to live up there for a month, six weeks, till you can come back here. It's absurd why they wouldn't, and that means they can train. Well, they can get back in. If you want to go on the football side of it, well, they can stay in the group. They can train with their teammates. They can get better and stronger and fitter. And the clubs will be really happy with them to, you know, be fitter and stronger to come back next year. And a couple of them will go on week-long vendors in a hotel room, and that's that's completely up to them. They'll spend all their money. Um, you know, bars need bars need income. Um, you know, air and Bs, hotels, drug dealers. Um, they all—they all need um, everything. Right? They got—they got to move the economy around. So,
2: um, oh, sh- you just—that's just—I just envisaged you just I feeding leave. the you fucking just, journo's. Uh, then please. you just fed them. Yeah. You're welcome, Harold. Son, you're fucking—you're welcome. Nothing's for nothing. Well, Put um, his check in the mail. Well, oh,
3: I'm Lord. just saying. I'm, not, I'm I'm not. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the officials. <laughs> talking, talking about the, talking about not the players wouldn't do that. I'm talking about the officials and
1: the staff. They're the they're yeah. the trouble roosters.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so you, are you
1: genuinely saying, Dane? If are you genuinely saying that if you were playing and and your side didn't make the finals, you wouldn't want to come straight back to Melbourne and say be locked up in your house?
3: I hope I hope that I think you're being the word facetious there. I, you know, you should have <laughs> name. I don't know how to spell it. Worse, so I probably should be saying it, but. Um, as uh, it start with a P H or an F? <laughs> yeah. I don't know F, an F. F. Yeah, F Precious, F F. oh yeah. F.
2: Oh. Um.
3: <laughs> so, but like, well, okay, unless you've got family, unless you've got kids, obviously, or you know, medical stuff that you need to do, or a, a dog or something, you can't get up there. If you were, or if you and you couldn't get your family up there, there's a, or you can't afford to stay up there. That'd be the only reason. If you'll stay up there with a couple of mates, well. It's a no-brainer. Well, absolutely. I've sat there for at least for a couple, three weeks because, I don't know, we've talked about it at nauseam, but imagine, you well, your season's finished. You can't go and have it, come down here. Well, I don't know when Best and fairest are going to happen. Like winning the flag and coming back here and having to celebrate with one person in your house and having a curfew after winning the flag. Like give me a spell. So um, Only like, if they're single just, too, so. Yeah, so <clears throat> it's a no-brainer. They should absolutely start there and like I said, I said before, it's not all like the AFL are go, right. It's on our dime. Like these people are paying for it. And um, I'll imagine staying on there for a month. That's an a Airbnb or a hotel for a month. You know, you're eating out most nights, drinking, whatever you're doing. Like it's not going to be cheap. So um, it's great for the, the Queensland economy. Um, and if, listen, if, they, if one of them fucks up, well, they should just be dealt with by. It depends what they do, but just dealt with how any other civilian should be dealt with. Mm. Um, they're not going to be treated any differently. I don't, they shouldn't be treated any differently because I know once one of them does, they'll be like, oh, he's got a privilege. He shouldn't be up there in the first place. They should send him all home. Well, no, they shouldn't because 98 of, 98% of ninety-eight of footballers or general people are really good and will do the right thing. Just because one or two get caught or play up, well, they shouldn't be, the whole industry should be tarred by a couple that have just played up Mm. in my opinion so they absolutely should be able to do what
1: they want serious question um semi-serious this would be a first semi-serious if if if, because they've been in the in the bubble so to speak where they are should they sort of get the fuck out of there and go to like north queensland townsville cairns or whatever and just get away from from that little break because that's where the media are going to be etc yeah well serious answer
3: half-serious answer you think, I would imagine, um, it depends. Yeah, you if you're family, if, if you've got kids and family stuff, you probably want to go somewhere a bit quieter, like maybe up to Cairns or, or wherever it is and just relax and have a holiday. But if you're a young, single bloke who wants to go out and try and do his best on a Saturday night or try and, you know, pull a bird or, or pull a guy, whatever, whichever way you swing, it's fine with me. Um, you'd probably want to be around where all the action is. And that, I would imagine, is probably like on the Gold Coast, maybe, and or maybe cans where all the backpackers and that up maybe but um, it really just depends on where you are in your life if you're settled you probably just want to relax somewhere by the beach and what kind of person you are so mm. um, but and depending on the profile you are you know you can't hide anywhere look at Ed you can't hide at the pink flamingo at, I don't know whatever time it was so <laughs> um, listen the young the young kids will get away with it a lot more because no one knows who they are but the people with profiles you know we'll be careful whether they go into a a day spa or they're going to the body, this trip is at 3am.
2: It's essentially, it's essentially a work trip that's finished, right? Am I I missing something? That's what Jared's right there
1: wrongly,
2: Sam. So it doesn't make sense for them to be sent home, right? Like like you mentioned, Jared, and your examples, I've gone away for work too, right? And if my client has paid for my flights, let's say Dubai, and may have flown me there and back and paid for my accommodation for the let's use the sevens as an example. It's a three-day period. So they would give me a three-day tournament. They give me five days accommodation and flights there and back. If I say to them in the booking process, don't book my return flight yet, or can I book my return flight for another day? And they go, yep, no worries. I'm going to stay on, or I might go on to somewhere. It's then no longer the sevens responsibility between the time that my contract with them ends and when I fly myself home, like I'm off doing my own thing. I could be Travelling, partying, sightseeing, doing whatever I want to do because my work commitments are finished. You're just staying on after a work trip. There's no reason that they should have to come back. In fact, they've quarantined the whole time. So, if anything, they should Mm. be able to go and do what they want now.
3: Absolutely. And like the boys will actually want to, well, speaking of some from random cops, some actually want to get away from the actual players because they've been with them, you know, every day for the last, I don't know what, four, two, three months or however long they've been together. So, some actually, are looking forward to getting away from the actual players because they've seen them literally every day for so long. But some won't, and some actually have friends in Queensland or I don't know if they can go to Sydney or wherever they can. So um, some actually have friends up there want to go to them for a week. You know, and that's some whether people complain about it or not. At the end of netballers do it too. At the end of female sportsmen do it too. At the end of your heart's a hard head. And I would even though I think this is a Horrible flag to win. This has been a very, very hard one to deal with for the players. Absolutely, mm-hmm. they want to relax and sit down and have a few beers with their teammates or with mates who are up there. And they want to sit at a bar in Queensland where they're actually allowed to go and actually order a steak in a restaurant and not have to get it in Uber Eats, and there shouldn't be a problem with it. And I can't believe that I can't believe people are complaining about it. Out of all the shit we have to worry about in this world at the moment, people are worrying about football staying up. I'm in Queensland for an extra week and having a beer with their families and friends. Like fuck, we have some losers in this world, and especially in this country, <laughs> complaining complain about shit like that.
0: Yeah,
2: there's absolutely. If that was me, there's absolutely no way I'd be coming home. Fuck, get me out of it. No,
1: there. no, no brainer. Absolutely. So we've got some other things to discuss, but and all got lots of Insta stories as well, Insta um, uh, questions that uh, that need to be brought up. But Sam, you've had you've had some feedback that just might want to table early.
2: I've had some feedback. You have. Oh, mm-hmm. I've had a message.
1: Have you?
2: Yeah. Well, it's definitely not. Oh. It's definitely not feedback, but it's um, it's a message that um was sent through to me. Great segue,
3: Ralph. Great segue. Yeah. <laughs> thanks,
1: thanks. That was very, yeah. very, yeah,
3: exactly. very <laughs> You
2: mentioned earlier, Dane, if we were any good at this. Well, I think we've just proven yeah. that we're rubbish. No, I got sent a um a message from a listener out in Swan Hill. Shout out to Buddy. Hello, buddy. Thank you for sending this in. It's, um, I wonder if you can tell who it's written about or who, who it might be written about. It's an actual police report from Camp Pendleton, Um, And the charges abuse of public animal, drunken or reckless driving um, out in San Diego, California. On September 15th, male Navy enlisted first class petty officer exited a bar intoxicated in an attempt to drive a POV equipped with a breathalyzer interlock system. The suspect was too intoxicated to successfully start the vehicle. So he went to the park where he captured a raccoon rummaging in trash. The individual utilised the raccoon to blow into the interlock system successfully, but the raccoon became unconscious from being squeezed and was discarded on the floorboard of the vehicle until a short time later when the raccoon regained consciousness and began to attack the suspect while driving, causing the vehicle to crash into a residential fence. The vehicle came to a complete stop and in, in an in-ground swimming pool. The suspect sustained numerous scratches and bite marks to the hands, face, stomach and arms.
1: That's incredible.
2: Was that you, Dane? You can't make
1: him angry, Dane. You, know? you can't make him. Well, angry. you
3: you don't want to make him angry. Absolutely not. I've been not- shit stains under his eyes. <laughs> um, I've never read uh,
2: that- a piece of writing Literature, more appropriate so pretty, exactly. to our show. So thank you for sending that in. I that actually happened.
3: They must have different. They must have different over there. <laughs> well, well do you know anyone uh, who's experienced with I mean, the, yeah well me well, that's what i was gonna <laughs> i was gonna tell you because well the because blo- the, the ones now they have they take a photo of you so imagine that imagine the bloke checking the photo <laughs> of some of some bloke squeezing a raccoon blowing the fucking that'd be an all-time photo so um just flicking through oh no we've had a incorrect reading here let me have a look here yep <laughs> Now, someone's fucking with me, aren't they? Hey, Barry, <laughs> did you do this? Was
2: like, <laughs> Looks suspiciously yeah, like no, an angry a record record.
3: Into it. <laughs> Incredible stuff. And then, and it keeps, and they, ones here, they keep, they like beep every like randomly couple of minutes or five, ten minutes while your car's going. So you have to keep blowing in it. So, um, highway
2: blowjob. You've
3: been driving for a bit. you got to pull over and blow again. No, you don't, mate. No, you just keep on blowing. It's a highway BJ. Driving.
2: Ralphie,
3: yeah, it's magnificent. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: except Dane's the one giving what them out, and not receiving.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah, well, I've never given a or Rob. I, I, I imagine it's more sucking than blowing. <laughs> but <laughs> um,
1: what have we gone? <laughs> well,
3: fucking Sam started it, but I'm just saying, like, I. I feel it, Sam. You probably know better than us.
2: I don't know why it's called a blowjob. <laughs> are you just
3: assuming I haven't have you, Dane?
2: And are you assuming you? that I've given no, up of a blowjob, Lady
3: Jane? Shutters but Okay, but I'm just saying, <laughs> like, like, like blowing into that, um, blowing into the interlock. I, I would imagine has feels nothing like receiving a blowjob. But that is my opinion. <laughs>
1: And it's right. Yeah. Oh, it's exactly. right. Ralph is frat- it's right. right. It's right, Ralph. Is it? <laughs> well, yeah, you always say your
3: opinion's right. The, the right, wow. one. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. So, um, but that's a crazy story. If that's true. Um, yeah. Well, his name—his like, uh, name has quality. been redacted. Love the ingenuity of the guy. So,
2: um,
1: <laughs> but yeah, they're a bit different over here. Why a so,
2: raccoon? Um, <laughs> I think you've got
1: mm. the you upside. You've got a quaddi up. I'm looking up news.com.au. So where I just looked you... up. I just looked up. Can you believe that? What? <laughs> you just
3: looked up. Uh, you go, you've got a quaddi up, and you looked up. So I looked up. thinking we're in the same room.
1: But <laughs> oh, so I
3: said at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I'm still so not 100%. Crazy. I'm still not
1: 100%. Yeah. The quaddi the being, since we started this journey, you said the world's fucked. Well, it is. You said middle seats are the worst. And they've been removed. You, you work from home. And now I look at news dot com More than three hundred millionaires claiming Job Seeker as new rules come into effect. Oh, <laughs> millionaires man. have been claiming the doll during the COVID pandemic. Effectively kicked off Job Seeker this week after a rough new asset test. Are you okay, Dane? <laughs> no, nah, I found out that news today. <laughs> <laughs> so far. Well, um, I don't know what
3: what it's what classifies a millionaire first. Yeah, that's
1: true.
2: Over yeah, um, yeah. Is it, do you have to own rich it?
3: or you know cash poor or whatever, who knows? But yeah, I had a chat with my account today. Actually, he actually did ring me today. Um, oh, about what's time now? Seven oh four. Um, about five o'clock, he rang me. He rang me outside business hours. I can't believe it. <laughs> I'd logged off for the day.
2: Dane, five o'clock is um, within
3: business hours. <laughs> no, once it hits five, it's closed. It's fucking done. Oh. did do, do, do you get? Do you get overtime for getting up early to watch the NFL? Mate and well that yeah, hurt me yesterday. That hurt me yesterday because I was Sunday Saturday went extremely quickly and a little bit of Sunday went real quick too and then um and then I was up early Monday morning for the NFL about five, five thirty and that set me back a day in recovery as well. So um but no, I don't I don't get paid overtime for those early hours, which is a shame.
1: Yeah.
3: But, hey, listen, stake it till you make it. If mate, rich people I are mean, uh they're also affected by um, job, by what's happening in this state, on this country. So I don't really see the problem if they've if they've lost thirty percent of their wage or whatever it is. Isn't the that the rule? Point, I actually
1: don't. The point. But yeah, you're ahead of the curve because you you applied for the two years. Well, exactly. Um, it's a. <laughs> I I was found
3: to be proven that I couldn't get it, but you know what? Unlucky. <laughs> You know what they say, you know. I don't know what they say. I forgot. My brain's not working. <laughs>
2: <laughs> do you reckon that um, the fifteen hundred a fortnight really is going to do much to millionaires though? Like, what do they need it for? Well, to pay the fee. Um,
3: well, they need it for something. Well, I don't know. You have to ask millionaires and figure it out. They for their groceries, I guess, or their rent. Who knows? <laughs> but um you don't. You. I don't know. You don't get what you don't. I don't know, there's a saying in there somewhere saying that, like, um, Have another gotta, run at
2: it, Dane, go on, fuck it, just go for it. Yeah, get, get, for get it.
3: yeah there's, there's any raccoons around here? They, um, I don't know, there's a, there's a saying, but there's a saying about some, which if, you know, if you don't try or you
1: don't try to get
3: some, you won't get it. <laughs>
1: How did just go at home with Taylor when you, your brain's sort of not really working after him, fair, fair, no nah,
3: <laughs> nah, a fair yeah, night? No, yes, about 4.30 or so, I woke up and she goes, that's it, Dan, your hangover's over. Right, yeah, you're done.
2: <laughs> oh, she called it, did she? Um,
3: yeah, so there. that's it. Like, get up. <laughs> yeah, so she gave me two days. Monday. She, was, she was actually a good Sunday afternoon when I got to the couch, when I finally finished up. Um <laughs> and then Monday, I guess that was good, went out for a walk and left me alone and Then about four o'clock. I was like, no, that's it, you're done. You have to start helping around the house again now.
2: Pull up stumps, pick, pick up the mop.
3: Uh, I haven't done it Yeah. Well, luckily tonight we finished, we usually finish about 5.30 because we've got nothing to do. Um, and we finished, we had about six, and by the time we finished, it was like, 20 past six, I was like, fuck, you wouldn't believe it. I ought to go do a new (laughs) podcast. So so Taylor had to clean up. No time for dishes. And I I, I was like, listen, if you leave it there for an hour, I'll definitely clean it up knowing darn well that she won't leave it there for an hour. So (laughs) um, outsmarted her there, didn't I? (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, well, last night uh, I, uh, on the Instagram, you posted, was a pleasure to play alongside Scott Penelbury in the middle for so long, even though some of us would say, we went about it a bit differently in, on the field and our ability to incredibly sync was remarkable. The best player I've played with and was someone who made me look much better than I actually was. And you went on. People can look that up. but
3: Yeah, but um, for, for someone who's played with himself also, um, <laughs> he's definitely it's a pretty big, bold statement.
1: Um we got please, lots of please. messages, Dane, about your thoughts with him. So,
2: I'm
3: can
2: you sorry. You're yeah. your nose again. Well, I
3: was what I was saying.
2: Get yourself together.
3: Yeah. Oh what can't? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's very good. Um, like I said in that in that post, that well, I said oh, they asked me to do a video for him as well. Now, whether that video made it or not, it was very was a lot different to the video that you have seen um, all the words there, but. Um, it was true in saying that, um, you know, I certainly wouldn't have won what I won without him. Um, I certainly would have won a lot more um, <laughs> personal awards. <laughs> selfish, couple more cut more Cuplands, and probably not all Australian small boats. He stole them off. He stole, six stole boats off me. It's bit I'm filthy on that. Never, never forgiven him. Um, but uh, he's, you know, he's obviously. I think his longevity and consistency probably makes him. And he's won a premiership and stuff. Probably Collingwood's best way now, whether he'll be its most important figure, because Bucks is obviously coaching and like, you know, Bob Rose is really big, some things like that, or, you know, most popular, influential, who knows. But as in, um, we'll see what he's done after his career. But on the ground, it's very, very hard to argue that, you know, he's probably, he probably couldn't, probably hasn't been a,
0: JD power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now save 50 percent on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time for JD power 2023 award information visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber com. damage to game
3: like bucks or day can you know like a pay danger or dust demand can just win a game off his own boot in five minutes, you know, go forward, take, just break out of a pack, hit a couple of big goals, et cetera, et cetera. So he probably didn't have that, doesn't have that kind of um, game-breaking ability, but he'd get you with a 1,000 cuts. He was just, and his longevity, his consistency is incredible. Um, he's been as good as he is today since, what, 2007 to 2008. So what's that, 12, 13 years of, you know, being the best player at Collingwood for a very long time, um, is remarkable and that's why he's Collingwood's probably best ever player for someone and for someone who's a basketballer. Well if I hear he's a basketballer again on the commentary, I'll stab someone. Yeah. Well all you hear is well I think I think he's broken the back of being a basketballer. I think yeah, I he's a footballer so. now. He's been a footballer for 20 fucking years.
1: Yeah. So, I want ask you something, but on that post, you said a slow basketballer, and then last night I listened to Tony Shaw be interviewed, who also mentioned his lack of pace. So describe his his lack of pure running speed compared to his ability to yeah. be so good in traffic and quick thinking.
3: Well, on the video I did for for Pendles and the footy club, um, I actually said that it was quite um, – that he was breaking Tony Shaw's record because they've got a lot in common. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Norm Smith's premiership. Um, I, I don't know if Tony Shaw's won an All-Australian, but I assume he did. So we'll say that. Um, I'm pretty sure he may have won a best of first at that. You now extremely slow. They both can't jump and they're both grumpy old fucking assholes. So, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I'll, you know, listen, Scott doesn't have, electric speed but what he has like he can run at the one pace all day so and that's like that's a i couldn't, I couldn't keep up with scott for like a good in the, four, in the time know, times, one, was
2: he? for a 400, yeah.
3: 400 800 that kind of stuff like he's just he's just that one speed and it's a pretty quick speed but he didn't he's never had that one burst speed out of a pack but he hasn't needed to because he's a basketball and he's just got the gift of. You know, you know everyone talks about having everything slow down around him so that's where he's made his money um, and why he, why he can keep going why I've said about players who retire because he didn't have the leg speed he doesn't, his game wasn't based on strength and power yep. so he didn't have, he hadn't have that explosive leg speed to lose so he's been able to keep all his tricks and, he, and his skill, he's probably just got smarter and wiser so he's his body can still get to where his brain expects it and do do what it does. So that's why, man, I, and I said on that thing, I guess we'll do it again at 400 because you really can't see him, unless the games go to 17 and then he might not get there because then he'll have to play, what, another fucking like, five years or something. I don't know, I don't know. So that might get him. If they play another 22 and they play finals, um, I can't see why, unless he gets like a bad injury, there's no reason why he can't go to 400. But, Um, you know he's done everything right there hasn't been one bit of dirt on him Um, I took him out for drinks midweek one they said on the kind of thing Um, took him out on a Wednesday night for some beers one year during the season or during pre-season that was about it like he's clean like he's never fucked up Um, he's he's the perfect role model Um, so yeah, um, yeah he gets everything he deserves uh, he's a star. He'll go down as one of have greatest They'll probably, they'll probably do a um, what they did with Mick, um, with Pendles and Bucks, the transition thing. They'll probably boot Bucks and they'll give it to Pendles. or we'll, we'll, this will really test um Ed's love and loyalty. Who he likes more, Bucks or Pendles? So, because I, I would assume, now I don't know, but Scott will want to stay in football, and I will assume that Eddie will not want to lose Scott to another football side, unless Penrose goes on, I need to go somewhere else to learn, some, to get some experience away from the footy club, um, wishing to see if, if Ed kicks Bucks out, kicks Bucks out to keep, um, to keep Scott, but, um, yeah, no, very good player, um, I'm very, like I said, I'm, you know, I'm very shocked that Scott didn't come to me to be a, a mental figure for him when he first got to the club, um. Very shocked. I could have really, um, do you think, could he have did, really stalled you think he his career. He could have been on about game. He could have been on game about 180 by now. Got a hung around with me the first few seasons, but he fucked up there. <laughs> but um, but he's very good there. The pies, you know, I can't, you know, they, they play the games because you never know what happens. But um, they got a they got a horrible trip coming up. Um, that's the one game we didn't want to go to. Have to go to Perth. They'll probably get 40,000 West Coast supporters. You know they'll probably finish where they deserve. They just haven't been good enough to beat the top four. Now um, yeah, they might pull. I might pull a rabbit out of the hat, and that's why we play the games. Um, but I would imagine the season's probably. If I was a betting man, I wouldn't be betting all my chips, putting all my chips in on uh, on kind of beating um, West Coast. But in the, like we all know. No one cares. And like, do you both you? <laughs> well, I, I don't even feel like finals is here do you. Well, just,
2: it it's feels
1: like, really weird, isn't nah. it? I, I was speaking a, to a Melbourne figure the other day, and, and I said, I've got the perfect. Yeah, and Andrews? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, As a Melbourne Footy Club figure. Oh, okay. Uh, and, uh, and I said, oh, personally, i got the perfect result. Um, you know, the D's improved this year, and they've missed the finals, so it means I can't miss them. <laughs> Cause I couldn't cope if they won a premiership and me not being there and he said you're yeah. a selfish asshole and I said correct
3: yeah well I think I think I, I think most people would think like
1: that right now that they've made the finals mm. oh my god if we win first time in 50 or oh, what is it since 1966
3: yeah oh my god that'd be, that'd be and because at the end of the day and everyone always tells you this when you're playing the supporters of the lifeblood of the footy Club because when you fuck up you go you let down your supporters, it's all about and I and I have, and it probably takes you a while when you play and realise that. But clearly without the fans, you don't have a game. So yes. um, the fans are the most important thing. That's why you play for you play in front of a big crowd, otherwise you just go locally. Um, to not be able to share it with them or to have them enjoy it. Well, imagine like you said, St. Kilda win the flag on the twenty sixth of October. And you can't share it with your best mate, who's a lifelong St Kilda person too, because he's got to go home at half time because of the curfew. Yes,
1: well,
3: tell you to try to tell me that's going to mean as much as if you can go to the MCG, hug, 10, hug the fifteen thousand St Kilda supporters that are there, and walk around, and then go yeah. back to go back, yeah, yeah go back to Moorabbin and like or wherever their home base is now. The next day, see the cup. It just it is absolutely the one not to win this year, mm. uh, guaranteed. And people and. The AFL can argue all they want, but all you need is a couple of supporters to think that way, and it's already tainted. Because you know, in any other year, people don't. Not one supporter
1: says that. Hey Sam, I'm going to ask you something in your in your wheelhouse here. Children in regional Victoria can once again head for school camp, but they and they can play contact sport, but they cannot attend a ballet lesson. Furious dance studio owners are campaigning to be allowed to reopen their businesses. As they were following the first lockdown, after conflicting government advice and the new rules have left many operators confused and angry.
2: Yes, confused, angry, <sighs> pissed them, off, <laughs> fucking. It's just, it's just so fucking annoying. It's like, it's oh, this whole situation is frustrating. As some of the listeners know, I teach dancing. I've been teaching from my <clears> kitchen bench, <throat> and you'll know being a parent, Ralph. Like you've got kids, oh, like my daughters. Got, well, you, your kids are two very different kids, right? But you'll see both sides of it. Kids are fucking sick of being on screens and I never thought that we would hear yeah. hear people say that, but they're just sick of it. When it comes to four o'clock in the afternoon and my five-year-olds have got to log on to an acrobatics class, they're just climbing the walls. They're crying. Like you're seeing, I know it's a bit of a serious topic, but you're seeing anxiety start to, you know, show rear its ugly head in kids as young as eight now because they're just, they've fucking had enough. and. Dancing it may not be your, your cup of tea or your sport, but, you know, it is a lot A lot of kids' outlets. They're, they may not even be very good at it, but it's their social outlet. It's also a break for the parents as well. Oh, Dane's raises his hand. Um, here. Go ahead, Dane. Say,
3: no, I was just going to say, part of the ignorance, but how do you teach an acrobatics class um, over, the, over the iPad? Because – you going to teach them to do backflips in the kitchen or something. Yeah, it's, well, it's very
2: hard. We've lit there's kind of like three kind of pillars to acrobatics: there's balancing, contortion, and tumbling. And we've just been doing balancing and contortion. There's just been no tumbling.
3: Well, I, I did most of that on the weekend. I lost my balance. I was t- I was tumbling, and there was a bit of contortion.
2: So <laughs> yeah, I could t- I could teach you a thing or two. It's just been. Mm. it's been awful and the thing that makes no sense is exactly what that article says kids are not only going back to school they're going to school camp you go down to the dog park like is it called Como Park down here on the on the corner? That yep. that place is fucking heaving with people. Kids running around. Yeah, yeah. In the first, you know, in between lockdown one and two, we were able to come back with all the, you know, we had all the sanitizers. In America, the way that they're doing it is there's like squares taped out on the floor and you're allowed to go into your square. 1.5. There's ways to do it. And it just makes absolutely yes. no sense why we're not allowed to come back in person when it is. Very safe and able to be socially distant more so than waiting for your fucking cup of coffee down the local cafe. Like it, ma- it actually makes no sense, and it's it's really frustrating for no, our well, whole community.
3: Well, nothing makes any sense, but no. there's no point whinging and moaning about it anymore, is it? Because he doesn't listen to us, and Ralph doesn't tag him on Twitter, so um, absolutely <laughs> he's not going. He's not going to listen or understand.
1: So I got one for uh, for Mix Liz now. Sorry, you said you you sort of didn't really surface, but did you see? Jaden Hunt and Christian Petrarca be reprimanded for a uh, I heard.
3: I heard um, I, I, I mean, I've seen like fish vid- I haven't seen the actual video, but I've seen like they the still version. Well, they just grab each other in the ass, they or maybe. Yes. Chris-
1: yes. Just just for like one second, and unlike the Richmond one, where at least there was a bit of ambiguity, or did he want that happen or whatever, mm. neither of them gave a flying fuck. And and as you, I mean, you you say about. You know the the jails are always full because someone's going to fuck up. What? Why are they trying to stop legis? Uh, trying to legislate blokes being fucking idiots because that's what we want to be when we're in our twenties. Yeah, and
3: because there is <laughs> a thousand at. people in there's a million media members looking for to get a name or to get an article posted or published in a on a website or in a newspaper. So I look for things where you can have the minority just launch on a launch at it and just fucking suck about it and once again it's happened and like reading that mate there have to be less than 1% of the people who read the article thinking that that's a bad you know that's, that's like a fucking jailable offence or that's like a stackable offence like, and if to be or to be honest I'm usually pretty honest if mate, they could look at every huddle after a win or in after every change room and they're going to get something along those lines um, so, so people just need to understand that people go sick of the boys' club and, or, well, guess what? It, it fucking does. is a boys' club. Until they let women play in the AFL, that in, in, the, in the men's AFL, it's going to be a boys' club. It's going to stay that way. Yes, I understand derogatory comments, sexist comments, racist comments absolutely should not be allowed, but two mates want to hold hands or grab a other on the ass in a perfectly normal way, which they both are allowing it to happen. Who gives a fuck? And the only people that are carrying on because you're bringing attention to it. Well, I'm not bringing attention to their heads or anything like that or writing these articles, but um, it's it's just ridiculous. And that's just the time when we're, we're, we're looking for this cancel culture and everyone's looking to get the next person cancelled or the next person in trouble for something that they shouldn't have been in trouble for. It's,
1: it's just it's absurd. Thing.
2: Yeah, there's also a lot of journos out of work at the moment due to COVID. Like people journos have been let go left, right and centre. So they, I feel like they're all just fucking they've either A got nothing to do, so they're writing stories on anything that they can find, or B, like you said, Dane, they're trying to trying to get that breaking story so that they can, yeah. you know, get that attention buzz that they usually get as a journalist and possibly get a job yeah. somewhere else. And yeah, you know
3: what this fucking sad thing is, the, the actual journalists who have been let go and stuff. Other hard, yes. you, a lot of them, a lot of the hardworking ones who try to do their best to actually write yes. proper, yes. you know, sport articles or, or you know, human interest articles or articles about the players or in whichever sense, they're the ones that let go because they're the, you know, in the quotes they're boring journos or just not getting enough clicks, so they let go and then let these fucking snakes and rats who um, you do these articles and everyone clicks on and goes, ah, uh, everyone clicks on and goes, oh, not again. Oh, man, what a fucking disgrace when people click on them. And some, oh, no, I can't help myself. Sometimes I do. I try not to, but mm. they'll get the better of me sometimes. I go, oh, I cannot believe this fucking idiot this article. Give me a click at it. What a, what a ridiculous thing. And then we all complain about it, but we all click on it. So it kicks these people <laughs> in jobs who write these ridiculous articles. So it's, it's a tough one and it's just the world we live in. It's never going to go away. We
2: discussed until, one on um, you know, Twitter, Dane, about uh, KP. And I actually didn't open the article because the Give title was,
0: yeah, because
2: mm. the the title was so fucking outrageous, it made me laugh with annoyance. The one that I wrote on, I didn't even open the article because the, the title was so absurd. Yeah. I was like, You're a fucking idiot, honestly. Go, oh. Exactly. Oh. So,
1: so unfortunate.
3: I don't know. With all, with all the things we're going on, going, like I said before, we're, we're worried about people having a beer in Queensland, a bum tap, in a, foo- in a football huddle, which, yes, it is a boy's club because it is. Um, and it's just it will be till the end of time because that's what you get when you get 45 males and 40 well, – I don't know how many females are on the list in, in a women's um, game, but 30-odd women, they'll they'll do the same kind of stupid shit. Like, it just happens. It's just – com- when you get comfortable with people, you're not walking around the huddle of coals going, right, boys, who wants bananas? You your finger <laughs> up out people's asses through your jeans. Well, uh,
1: very you know, true. you're
3: not doing that. You take the strawberry as a hopper for you and, like you know, it's like, <laughs> like just like, like you're comfortable with each other. You know, it's, it's like, or, you know, if you're what your partnering, you walk past her in the kitchen or somewhere, she walks past you and you slap her on the, you know, tap her on the bum or grab her, grab him on the bum or something like that. Like, you're not getting in trouble for that. It's the same fucking thing. And, yes, people say it's a bad look, but it's a bad look because, fucking losers decided to make it a bad look because they write about it.
2: Well, so, I think that these then, losers should go and watch a professional female basketball game because I worked for the Flames last season up in Sydney, the Sydney Uni Brighton Lawyers Flames, they are a professional outfit and when they do the call of each player onto the court, they call out the number, number 10, Ralph Horowitz, and the girl runs along the line, high fives everyone, and every single one of them will go high five, bum tap, high five, bum tap, high five, bum tap. Mm. Yeah. Every single player Ralph that runs out. Sorry? Do
1: you just call Ralph a girl?
2: I was just giving an example. and well, well, yes, two of do you really getting
1: in trouble? She also called me a basketball player, so I was pretty happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: But do you know what I mean? It's not just uh, happening in yeah, the AFL, literally. but like it happens everywhere. It's a bit of sport camaraderie. They they literally high five, tap the ass as they run through. That's girls doing it to girls. Why is it a fucking? Why is it not a problem there? And why is it a problem in the AFL? Shut the wall, your
0: it
1: should, have, should, have been. Shut should be. Shut Oh yeah. Just before we do, like at spring carnival as well, yeah. looking for fast horses. Uh, but but Dane sportsmen are getting behind some local clubs uh, for slow horses. Uh
3: yeah, and, and guess what? There's plenty of them out
1: there.
3: Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> plenty of them. So um, and I've I've had a couple myself. Um, but yeah, so the Hotham is it called. Yes, certainly not the Everest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the Hotham. So you got your chance. I don't know if it's – I'm sure they've still got the um, applications available, but um, you jump onto their – I think it's their Facebook page, SportsBet, and tell them why your sporting club needs the cash. And then, um, you know, you could hopefully be riding one of those donkeys home. So it's a, it's a great idea. I think 75 I think. So um, if your sporting club is struggling, which they all are, mm. um, and, and, you know, they might need the money to do a sportsman's night, say Ralph. Yeah, and, and, and to book some very important, some very good talent. Um, some
2: entertainment, you know, not
3: naming names. There's three of us here that could do something, but absolutely, um, we could bring
1: yeah.
3: our hobby holders. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, okay, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just,
1: yeah, no.
3: yeah. No. But um, yeah, so that, mate, the hospital's a great idea. So jump on a sports bet. I'm sure they've got ads all over their website and on. Um, you know, and let them know why your sporting club needs the cash and hopefully you can be one of the, you can be on board one of the runners and um, get involved. Yeah. So it's a great idea by Sportsbet, 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 Sportsbet. <laughs> Got enough
1: of a plug for him? I'll do. But, yeah. uh, but listen, you told me, didn't you tell me to start uh, taking people in? Yeah. Well, I go, get this message, a lovely message from a guy called Craig on. On, the, on social media, obviously.
3: Is that what we're talking yeah. about? Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Craig tag, tagged us in. Nice, easy start to the campaign, Ralphie. Wonderful, Promo Bill. And you gave it yeah. nothing. Oh, all it's I attached. was just giving our
3: listeners something. Mate, you know what? It's fantastic. Mate, it's, <laughs> mate. but you shouldn't be rewarded. Mate, should just be, you don't have to be rewarded for it. It's just like Clint, you know. Oh, just I'm like back with Ed. I'm back <laughs> with Ed. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's your job. So, exactly. It's your job. So what have you got? What, have you got anything else
1: for us, Ralph, this week? Yeah, well, we've got a few messages along those lines. so We'll, uh, we'll get, them, right. get them as well. Um, okay, so uh, from well, from Swansea, Uh Swanee, what would you say to Eddie this week if you were the Pie's president? Um,
3: uh, I'm guessing talking about what yeah. the actual football or what he done.
1: Yeah, uh, from being in a night, being photographed in a nightclub.
3: Well, I'd like to give him a little bit of his own medicine, which what I give, but I don't think I've got it in me. Now, do, you reckon, um, so, do you reckon he'd have a better
1: comeback than you ever did?
3: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. um quite eloquent. But, um, yeah. I oh, said, so, mate, if I was his person, I'd say, mate, you can't bullshit a bullshitter. Do well, you know, reckon I'll fucking use, that's what you say, I've used, well, I'm from Brody too, I've used all those lines myself. So, um just own up and you won't get in trouble, but then you own up, then you get your ass kicked. <laughs> because, you know? <laughs> mate, if you own up, I swear, mate, nothing will happen. You go, right. I did it, that's it. Stuff, get out of here. Yeah. But, but Ed, I told you, fuck off. Yeah.
1: Oh, you only want to do that
3: you much, much and
1: play, play a couple of games. games. <laughs> yeah, I know. Scary. Uh, to all three, can we all be together to make the grand final? Sam. Can-
2: say that again. Can who? Dame was blowing his Adelaide.
1: clothes. Yeah, yeah. Dame just blowing the hooter.
2: What did you say? Can Port Adelaide
1: win the grand final?
2: I mean, they can. They're a good side. Whether they're going to or not, it's just. It's, All right.
1: Well, know. it's Tuesday. We, what are we? Tuesday the twenty-second. Let's pick our grand final. Our grand final teams now.
2: Oh. Well,
1: before the uh... finals. Well, the actual teams. The eighteen.
3: The twenty-two. Probably not from the back line. No. Who do you think will be in the grand final? All right. Let me just check who's in the. Oh, no, I don't know
2: what the, the draw is. What's
3: the draw? I just. Oh, come on, Sam. Why don't you do not do this prep for this kind of yeah. stuff.
2: <sighs> <laughs> well, I. Uh,
1: I'm going the home team, so Brisbane and Brisbane and Richmond.
2: Yeah, I would. Yeah,
3: they play so in the first round. I was going to say that, but because you've said Richmond, it, Richmond definitely. Say, <laughs> uh, well, I'm be very biased in saying Kangal, but I don't think they're. I don't think they're going to win it. But I think if any, I think they're probably the only side who can, if they get through West Coast, who can compete with the top four. I don't think West Coast can in Brisbane, but I think Richmond are, are pretty much. They're gonna to have to trip up the not to win it. I think they're the best side in it. And they don't get put, and it looks like they don't get put Adelaide and Adelaide, so they're gonna to have to play them in Brisbane. Mm.
2: Aren't they playing um, aren't Richmond playing Brisbane this yeah. first one of
3: the finals? So I'd say I'd say Richmond Port for me would be in the granny. Um I would have said Richmond Brisbane, but Ralph took it, so uh so I, Richmond, Well Richmond, I, at Port. the
2: beginning of the season I tried to I, I thought Collingwood. But now I'm unsure, but I definitely can, think Richmond in there. Say that again.
3: You can stick with them, they're in it.
2: I'd like to see Richmond Collingwood.
3: Yeah. Well, wouldn't that be a waste watching Richmond Collingwood on the in the Gabba. <laughs>
2: Particularly when I live in <laughs> Richmond, it'd be fucking shit. That's
3: what, I, that's what I mean. Well what a disgrace that would be. But like I've said, for for football's sake, I sincerely hope Brisbane win it. So I think Yeah. That'd be
1: great. Or I'd like to leave at least they can go home mm. and celebrate. <laughs> From Daniel, would you rather be in lockdown for another six months or never to have won a premiership?
3: <laughs> uh, never to have won a premiership. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't wake up every day thinking that I'm a premiership player. I, I had a, I did an interview with them. One of the some Joe must be doing, a, Scotty must be doing a story on the 2010 premiership, it's their 10 year reunion. Um, he rang me, and spoke to me, better. I can't remember after shit that happened. Well, he goes, what was the mixed address like? I don't know. But um, so like, I don't wake up every day thinking I'm a Premiership player or, th- or, or Nor do I wake up in thinking Fuck 2011. I can't believe, you know, we lost it. It doesn't, it doesn't burn, and does it not? I don't wake up every morning thinking how good I am, thinking I was a Premiership player. Or when Grand Final day comes on, I, I don't. The best thing about, when I've said, I'm sure I've said, maybe on the first season I've said of of this podcast, the best thing about winning a flag is you get to catch up with everyone once a year. Yeah. That's when that's the best thing about being a premiership player, 'cause when you're playing, it moves too fast, you fucking finish and then you back in And Then you, you know, like I said to him was a I'm pretty sure I've said it in him, my first day back after we won the flag, I was expecting a fucking barbecue and a piss up. The first day pre season. <laughs> Walking back like we're gonna just get back on it. And then like, you know, the fitness coach goes right out. We used to do a two K time trial for it and you go "Butters, goes right you know, sit down everyone's coming you this year, you've got to be bigger, stronger, faster, fucking like, blah, you know, all that kind of shit. Well, I'm like, where are the beers? We've just won the flag, relax. Um, all right, so instead of doing a 2K time trial, we're doing a 3K time trial. I nearly fell off my seat. I was like, mate, I was like, I can tell you why we're doing a 3K time trial. I
1: like,
3: can this, this guy over here. Um, so, like, they say, you don't really know when you're playing, but it's the catch-up every year after, you know, tally's on same jokes have been told you piss out the same people and that's you actually won that holds you back to the footy club for the rest of your life the we will have I'm sure we'll have a big piss out if we're allowed next year because one thing footy clubs hate doing is missing out on getting an earn so they'll want to have a function at the casino something <laughs> and try and get the earn back so the players will get nothing the players will get probably a free ticket for themselves and probably still have to pay 200 for, their, for a plus one they come even though we won it for them but it's, it's,
1: it's okay uh, from uh, Aaron, Are Dane and Dusty going to go on their end of season, season trip to Country Victoria this year. <laughs> um, yeah,
3: well, if he comes back at all, but but um few of us have got something. We're definitely going to do something, um, whether it is a, a house in, like in Portia or Shepparton or um, <laughs> the Gold Coast or wherever we bloody can, um, Dalesford. But um, it'd be nice to get away before. Um, or just just before, just anything. Before, um, before been a lonely existence the last six, seven months. So it'd be nice to, to get away with a few of the boys. So I haven't seen anyone really for six months. So it'd be nice to see them all and um, not over curfew and not have to come home and sleep. So it'd be, it'd be fun to see them. So, yeah, we will.
1: I think this is in Teams area from Lee. Uh, will we get a team tattoo when we're nominated as a finalist for the podcast award? <laughs>
2: Oh, fuck, we're going to get that in. Um, well, Ralph, would you? Dane and I have said this before, we'd get one if you do.
1: Um, no, no yeah. problem. Did you say you haven't submitted it yet, Sam? Yeah, no, I haven't. Yeah. So mm-hmm. my second biggest spray from Ed 20 was, yeah. was for not su- submitting the footy show to the footy show <laughs> to the AFL <laughs> Media Awards. Do it we
0: get off did the bus. Did you get
1: it in? Oh, what's that? Did you end up getting it in? No, we missed the deadline. Oh, yeah. So we couldn't win. How'd uh, oh, no, that go? That, uh, well, I also said it was my second biggest, and I reckon it in just about that year he gave you. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I can imagine. What was well, your biggest, oh,
3: Ralph? Well, when we get him on the... What won that year? Life and Kicking or something? Yeah, yeah,
1: something like
2: that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was your Cooking biggest spray, Ralph? Yeah.
1: <laughs> What's that,
3: Sam?
2: What's your big? What was your biggest spray, if that was your second biggest?
1: Uh, just, just Google. Go to YouTube and Google David Schwartz. Uh, Sam you Newman know, by incident, so we'll tell the story one day. I've seen so,
2: that <laughs> replay.
1: Yeah. Um, so from uh, from Leonie, would love to hear Dane's version of the night at Crown story. Pendle's told in his interview this week.
3: Oh yeah, that was um, that was the one I think I think I took him out for dinner. I, I thought it was Chin, but it might have been Crown. Mate, see these these events were uh, as remember as. Remarkable, memorable—is that a word? Um, memorable for me, memorable. Me- memorable. Shit, I put, I put the re in front of it. Um, because I was—they was, they were just half common practice. But, but yeah, um, I think he was very young, and um, took him out. I think he only had like 50, 60 bucks in his wallet, and he seen the prices of the things at dinner, and was like fucking look out. And then I ordered, then I ordered drinks. Um, and I think he, he shooted himself he didn't have enough money and then I might have, I might have paid for it and then um, we went no he's all ready to go I said no mate we haven't finished and we went to a bar for, for a couple of um, couple of nightcaps or a few nightcaps so and that was the last time Scott ever went ever went out for dinner with me <laughs> <laughs> well, we had to, hey, hey listen we had Thursday off oh so absolutely no I'm no foul
1: exactly from YDGN Come to Sydney and have a beer swanny, you mad dog. I don't think that's a question. That's a <laughs> statement.
3: Oh, hey, hey, listen, you mad dog, I'd love to. If you're paying. i have a, hey, trust me, I would. I'd love to go anywhere for a cold beer off the wood. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, from Manor, any chance Ralphie can give us a tip for Friday night or Sunday? Um, well, I haven't done the form yet. So I'll give you another, I'll give you two horses to follow, to follow from Bill So one's uh, called Superstorm. I think it's called for Guinea's Day. i will be in the Turac. Um, I think it'll win and a horse called Steel Prince When, uh Yeah, uh, i back
3: that. Yeah, i back that
1: yeah, it was just a half run short. It was a mm. very strong strong race and it won't because uh, the problem with the Courtfield Melbourne Cups you now is you can't line him up for in the international. So I think he'll have a run before the Corfield Cup he probably needs to, to get in, and I think he'll be winning. So Steel Prince is probably the stay I want to be on next start. So hopefully that helps. Nothing's for nothing. Dave. We'll do our best.
3: Uh, exactly.
1: Um, from Dayton, we'll finish this with James. What's the most pain you've ever been in
3: after a session and not the footy kind?
2: Uh, Sam, do you, do you, know you must ask this too? The most pain. My, <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I was pretty painful after yacht week. Though I didn't sleep for four days but drug-free. I was too scared to cross that line over in Croatia. I did drink the whole time but I didn't sleep for four days because the great thing about wow. having a host on your, but, on your boat is like you'd finish up at the party. You know what it's like over there. You go for dinner late at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. By the time you hit the party or the club or wherever you're going, it's like early hours in the morning. You get back to your boat by like 6, 30, 7 o'clock. The sun's coming up. She puts a coffee in your hand at 7, 30, 8 o'clock. Dinner's, o'clock. Uh, breakfast is on the table by 8, 30, and your anchor's up by 9 o'clock. You're moving on to the next place. So I didn't sleep for four days, and that was the most pain I've ever been in when we docked finally back in split again. I literally felt physically ill and couldn't keep my head up. It was horrible.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I've been there. Well, listen, it's happened. It's probably happened it probably hasn't happened for a number of years now, but when I was sort of playing at the end of the season, like was, my body would just, would just come to a, a halt. would stop. Now my body was good enough to give me at least like half an hour, an hour of letting me know that right. Oh, you need to, whatever, you need to leave. Um, and one of them was asking you know, that, uh, that Brownlow story I told the other week yeah. with, when I was at Mates I and I and I was fucked and went to the Brownlow and I was like just putting water up. I got there and I was, well, yeah, I finished third year, I think, and was putting water on my head, like just grabbing, scooping the water out of my glass and like put it on my head and trying to cool down. I was in a suit and I was hating it and I was having to try to have a beer, man, it was just going nowhere. My body was shutting down and then I thought I finally beat it, thought I finally beat my body and I was like, sweet. You know, telling everyone wanted to go. Have a good night upstairs. I like, yeah, sweeted. Got up there, and it was just like, you know, four hundred people in that nightclub, and it was just too hot for me. And I was like, "Yeah, fuck, that's it." And um, give Taylor me a well, while. I took twenty bucks or something for a cab. Got home, and like well, probably have it four or five times. And just as I um I got to the toilet, like I just my eyes rolled sort of rolled back in my head, and just vomited like uh, black bile and just collapsed um, because it, like, and I did it in Bali, I've done it a few more times after like, my body just gives in after, you know, four or five days or whatever. And um, I used to vomit that hard and it was just black bile that it cut off the oxygen to my brain. So
1: I'm,
3: <laughs> like, I'm not joking. Like Taylor made me go and speak to the doc. Um, what did the doctor say No, because I, I was like, everything in Bali happened. When I spewed in Bali and like I passed out and hit uh, and hit the um, hit the toilet bowl and smashed my teeth through my lip through my bottom lip. Um, woke up like I've been in a punch and from, from from that day I was like every time I feel like I have to Like like uh, if I've just had like food poisoning or fucking. I, I don't really spew from anything else, but um, if I'm if I'm which hasn't happened in years because I haven't done that in years, but. Um, if it comes to that point, like I feel like oh, I literally have to lay on the floor, so because I black out and I oh, tell oh, it floor. exactly, tells like you need to go something wrong that. And I said why? She goes because I doc said because it's so it comes out that hard in me, it cuts off the cuts off circulation in my brain and I and I pass it and I black out and hit the deck. So and then I'm just in I'm just in a hole for about 20 hours. I just put a doona, put the cold water on in the shower, put, bring a doona in, have a pillow and sleep under the water and. I no, just been hell for about 24 hours. That's that's how my body
1: feels. Geez, yeah, so I just wanted a tip. I reckon about a million to one, you'd ever hear a story like that on the Jock and Judo podcast. <laughs> yeah,
3: absolutely. Yeah. All right, you got a joke to finish with? I didn't know I had to, Sam. Oh, actually, do you, do you want to go back to
1: those other ones? Oh, I've got one. I don't know, oh, if, you I don't know, know if you've got What's a tightrope walker? And uh, and a guy getting a blowjob off a of grandmother got in common. Oh what? Well, don't look down.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but well, well, listen, some some may like that. Each <laughs> their own.
0: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.